When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A twisting two-hander, a wild psychological thriller. Morgan Lloyd Malcolm's The Wasp will leave you guessing until the end and stars Jessica Bell and Cara Whitehouse. Presented by new independent theatre company Akimbo & Co, this show will be seeing the King's Cross Theatre out, so it's your last chance to soak up the theatre space that has given so much to Sydney. The Wasp plays from the 2nd to the 17th of December. Book your tickets via our website or head to the KXT site now. Welcome everyone to the final episode of the Theatre Thoughts podcast for 2022. This is officially our first season. We've made it. Thank you if you are a long-time listener for sticking along for the journey for the year. If you're new and if this is your first podcast, please go back and listen to all our episodes from this year. You can see the trajectory of where I started with the podcast and where we've come to today and also the sound quality thanks to Akin Audio, uh, being of an advanced quality. Now, because we are heading into the Christmas and holiday season, I actually have someone very special in the studio today. Would you, would you, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, 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 Justin. I think I need no introduction to yes, you Yes, I know, I know, I know. So if if you aren't aware, we actually have, uh, you go by many, many names. You go by many names. Father Christmas, uh, Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Oh, 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 oh. you can call me Santa Right, uh, Santa. Well, uh, do you um, do you often listen to to podcasts? Are you a podcast listener? Oh, well, we don't generally have podcasts uh, that reach the North Pole, but the elves do uh, a podcast sort of thing from the workshop where they sort of live stream them making the gifts uh, into the North Pole itself. Um, and, and so I can kind of, I can kind of uh, see what the little elves are doing and then I can tune in and, and Mrs. Claus tunes in as well. Although I must say, Justin, I've heard your podcast and you've done a very good job this year, which is why you are on the nice list. Oh, I'm on the nice list. That's so great. Wow. Um, thanks. Thanks, Santa. Um, well, uh, I don't, how's, how's the year been? It's been very busy. I know that, uh, obviously you, uh, you've, you've been making, um, toys and, and doing everything that you have to do um, for the Christmas year. I mean, I, I don't want to keep you too long. Oh, 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 oh. No, not at all, Justin. It's been very busy, and Santa would love to kick up his feet and go and watch a musical or a play of some sort. The elves do put on a very good 
Christmas nativity and a Christmas carol every single year, which Mrs. Claus and I love <laughs> to go and watch. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, okay, that's um, that's great. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. I know you're coming up to your deadline, so um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, 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 not at all, not at all, my boy. And I hope you have a very happy holiday and enjoy your break before your next 2023 season of your podcast and I would love to come back again and say hello to everyone but as you said I, I must be going and uh, I have a very busy deadline with Christmas coming up so happy holidays to all and to all a good night oh, ho, 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 ho. whoa uh, there he goes wow Santa. Ha! Okay, well, um, I guess after our uh, special guest has left that we get into the the wrap-up for the year. So I'm going to go and break this podcast into three different sections. The first section is going to be focusing on a discussion with some of our famous playwrights about their process for writing plays and musicals. The second section is going to focus on the mishaps that happen on stage and what actually goes on behind the scenes that we don't often hear about as audience members. And then the last one is a reflection on the One Minute Theatre Thoughts game that I personally love playing and have loved bringing into the podcast. Well, the first part I want to focus on is our playwrights. We've had some amazing playwrights on for the year and you're going to have a quick uh, throwback, I suppose, back through some of the best highlights of having these playwrights on. The first person you'll hear is Kirsty Marillier, who wrote The Orange Thrower. We had a chat with her about her play Orange Thrower, which premiered at the Griffin Theatre. The other play which also premiered at the Griffin Theatre Company this year was Dylan Vanderberg's White Fella Yellow Tree. And then, of course, one of our most streamed and listened to episodes of the year was Fangirls, featuring the one and only Eve Blake. So you will hear a snippet of her discussing her process for writing. So please enjoy the first part of our throwback featuring Kirsten Marillier, Dylan Vandenberg and Eve Blake. Orange Thrower is um, kind of form-breaking in a lot of different ways and surrealist and magic realist uh, at certain points. I think I would love to do like a kitchen sink drama with six or seven or eight characters. I mm. think that I would need to work my way up to that though. Okay. Um, I'd love to write something, period. I'd love to write something in, like, the 1940s. Yeah, I really want to write, like, a big family drama. I think, I don't know if it's necessarily next, but it's definitely a part of that five-year trajectory. And performing, like, still just always will be there. I sort of need both. I don't think ever one will fall by the wayside. Um, they inform each other all, all the time. And I would also love to do another production of Orange Thrower, whether that would be in South Africa or overseas somewhere in the UK. I mean, that's kind of big dream stuff. Oh, that'd be amazing if you took that to the UK, even South Africa. Or like Edinburgh Festival. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> take it easily to the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe. I love the Fringe. We love you could the easily fringe. take it over there. Yeah, not sure about the set, but, you know, we could figure it out. So I could just imagine you... Like, like you, the the marketing for that, you'd stand on the laneway leading up to Edinburgh Castle. I could just imagine it'd be very orange. You could like maybe sell some oranges to people, like and people would like come in. Totally, I could, I'm picturing it. I can see it. I know. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, or even to be honest, like another production over in Melbourne or in Queensland or in Perth. Yeah, I would love to. I think because this play has been in development for so long. I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, we were really worried this play would get stuck in development land, which is like the development purgatory. Yeah. Where plays never never leave. 
Yeah. Um, and it was at risk of that, I think, for a hot second there. But it's out of that nebulous now. So Good. I think I want to just see it in – I just want to see it in front of audiences. I want to get it in front of as many audiences as possible. I, I, I had this – this idea for the play a few years ago, generally, because I'm lazy, I have an idea and it takes me years before I actually do anything about it. But I um, had this idea for a play set under a lemon tree. I didn't really know what it was going to be about or what it would be, but this idea of a, a romance, a love story between um, two boys on the cusp of manhood. Um, and it was around that time that I saw a tweet by Anthony Mundine basically saying that queerness didn't exist in First Nations cultures, that it was forbidden. And I just thought... Oh, wow. That's, you've got no idea. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, no. So I decided. Oh, <laughs> Anthony. Oh, what, are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, and I was, uh, I thought that, but I was also really concerned and distressed too, because, you know, how false and disorienting to read that um, your identity is at odds with, with your culture um, and how destabilizing mm. to see non-First Nations people cling on to comments like that because Anthony is a, is an Aboriginal man um, and, and, you know, assume that they carry some weight because of his, um, because of his heritage and background um, because it's just not yeah. true. And so I wanted to write a play that kind of spoke back to history and filled in those gaps because the history we have of, of queer blackness is through a white lens and therefore it's generally being, uh, being erased. Um, and I thought I wanted to kind of, um, you know, have some fun. <laughs> and fill it, fill it, fill those gaps again, uh, and write something a bit camp, a bit lovey-dovey, um, but also that actually engaged with this idea of colonization, erasing those identities as well. Continuing on that topic, as a young writer, what advice would you kind of give to other young writers that are developing works? And is there anyone in particular, this is a good question, is there anyone in particular who we should watch out for? Oh my God, I have so much to say on the topic. Okay. What advice do I have for young writers and who are some writers to look out for? So I love both of these questions. Um, I'll start with the first one. My advice for young writers is don't shame yourself about what you think you're supposed to already know how to do. Um, I don't know how to focus and write, so I have to use traps. I have to turn off my internet. I have to I have to use an app called Freedom that blocks websites and even whole apps off my computer. And I even use this amazing app called Flow State, but there's a website that does the same thing called the Most Dangerous Writing App. And you set a timer, and then during that time you have to write. And if you stop for more than five seconds, it deletes everything. Oh my god! And that is the only way I get anything done. So you don't have to know how to be a good writer or a focused writer you just have to have traps you just have to show up and use your traps um the other piece of advice i'd get is like something that really helps if you're writing for stage is hearing your work out loud and you don't have to hear it by good actors you just have to hear it out loud so it's not your voice in your head because your voice in your head will quickly stop reading the line and go oh no it should be this and you just need to hear it at pace so Something I'd encourage is get your friends around, cook them some pasta and get them to read your script aloud. And you can be really strict with them. Like, I don't want feedback at the end. You know, you know, we're not going to discuss how you'd write it at the end, but just get people to read it aloud for you. It's really helpful. And don't um, apologize or get ashamed. It's just a really simple tool. Um, the other thing is... Uh, 
like I think something I did when I was younger is I would share my work with people and I would be really desperate for their approval. So I would get obsessed with their feedback. And if they weren't sure about it in the slightest way, I'd then like throw stuff out and be like, that idea is terrible. But something I do now with my friends is I go, if you want to show me something early, we can do something called gems only mode, which means I will respond. Even if I think it's the worst script in the world, I'll just tell you all my favorite bits because I know that it's early. I know that you're still finding your way. You don't need me to tell you what's right and wrong. You can figure that out. But right now, you just need some hope, some gems to tell you to keep going. So those are kind of my key my key things. You know what I mean? Like, don't think you're supposed to know how to do it all. You're like, you're allowed to ask for help and you're allowed to use traps. Those That would be my advice. Oh, and also just like, it's great if you're inspired by other things, but by all means, try and write the thing you haven't seen. And if it scares you, that's probably a really good sign. If you're like, I have no idea how to write it, it's way too hard, that's a great sign because you're going to have to be so inventive to figure it out. And it will probably take a lot longer, 10 times longer than you think, but that's okay. It'll be worth it. Um, that's my advice. Uh, solid Hope advice. it's not too corny. Another main part that I've really, really loved listening and talking with our guests about is all of the behind the scenes antics that we just don't see as audience members. It's one of the things that I feel a lot of people don't think about or don't even consider when you're up on stage and considering what actually can go wrong in a show. So you're going to listen to a couple of quick snippets from our podcast episodes this year. The first one you'll hear is Paul Taboni talking about the Phantom of the Opera, the Hand Opera one, which was the outdoor theatre. You will also hear Vidya Macon as well as Carla Gare talk about their behind-the-scenes antics at Six the Musical. And continuing the Six the Musical trend, we also have Chiara Aceta telling us an amazing story about coming on stage for the very last song of Six the Musical at very short notice. And then you will hear from performers Aiden, Liam Head and Grace Mile from Jagged Little Pill talk about some of the antics that go on stage and what exactly goes through your head when that happens? It is just a spectacle, isn't it? I mean, and I don't think, you know, it does not help where we are battling elements of the weather that make it just that even more intri- bit intriguing, I think, every night because it's something different every night. Every night, every single night. So like when I when I went to see, it was the first kind of outdoor production I'd seen from Hand to Opera. And when I was walking through to Macquarie's Point, I was walking through. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Through the trails, I was like, okay, this is amazing. See the Phantom's Mask here. And then you walk out and you see the, the set and you just have this amazing grand staircase overlooking the harbour. And I was like, oh, my God, that is insane. And then I had my umbrella. I had my raincoat. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for everything. You're ready. 
<laughs> you were ready, mate. You lucky you had everything because when you came that night, it was raining too. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was just kind of like on and off sprinkling uh, a bit, which was it was fine, uh, but nothing compared to what you guys have been battling recently. No. Like I was saying earlier, the video of Georgina who's playing Christine, them just performing in the torrential downpour that happened that night. Could you tell us a little bit about that night, actually, Dev? Like a bit of insight. Well, look. I'll um I'll email after this conversation I'll email you the actual video, um but that that is only a very the front part of the performance. Wow. Just prior to that, I was doing my last scene where before the Phantom kills me, and um I had just died and I was standing just behind the closed doors of that truck that you can see in the video, and I sent you this video now where you can see like I have holding my cape over my head and I'm just thinking, what is my life? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like torrential, you know, torrential rain. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was hiding in like this little igloo of my cape, you know, just trying to protect myself because, yeah, we were just there in the middle of it all. Like, I've just never had such a surreal experience and to perform like that. And you guys just powered through as well. Oh, mate. I mean, we tried our best. Um, you know, they did pause the performance and in the end cancelled it because it was torrential. Like, I'm from far north Queensland and I'll honestly cannot say I don't remember the last time I've seen rain like that. <laughs> you know, it was insane. It was so heavy. Oh, it was insane. And then two days later, we had, like, gale force winds. Like, it's just, oh <laughs> it just doesn't stop, you know. But, you know, it adds to the excitement for sure. In Sydney, the way that the stage was, yeah. we didn't have wings. So you had to go up and down these stairs to get off. So if you've come and seen the show, come and see us. In Holbein, we run off the stage to go do a really quick change. We get like a sip of water, put the rough on, and then come back on stage. And the note was always, get off stage as quick as you can so you can get this rough on. And I'm the first one up on the left-hand side. And there was this one show where I really didn't see the stairs and I was just thinking about getting off. But it's like my whole, like if this was my body, it kind of turned into a plank and kind of like went like this. And like, like a bobsled, <laughs> shot down and this blue plank just fell down the stairs. And Sue, our costume lady, was waiting there for us to come through. She can't see anyone, but she sees these two boots just fall through the curtain. And then after she sees the boots, she sees this like little head pop out and crawl in. But I'm going to rush as well. Get the rough on, back on stage. So that oh, my lady, God. That was fun. Uh, Phoenix, no. and also Phoenix is behind me, so I fell, and then Phoenix kind of like fell with me, and Lauren oh, watched the whole God. thing. <laughs> That's over an instant. So I have so much sadness that I didn't see it. I feel like <laughs> I- yeah, I'm kind of sad too. Uh, yeah that was funny my company manager opened the door and was like and Kiara will be getting you ready for par and I was like okay (laughs) and then cue me running to my dressing room and like you know the good thing about you know our company and the way it's all set up is that we do our makeup every single every single night regardless we're on or not and we have an emergency hairstyle so we will do our hair to a in a hairstyle that is something that isn't similar to anyone else on stage so if we were to go on stage in an emergency we don't look like anyone else and the the crown gets put on us and 
in costume, off we go. So I had already had my had my hair done, my makeup was done. And so all that needed to happen was literally me get into costume, put the crown on, and then I could just go. And I literally had my iPad out with my stage right notes. And I literally was just like looking at it like that. <laughs> and I was like trying to literally just like take it all in. Just obviously I hadn't been par for a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. like one of the ones that I had been that week. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, but I was weirdly calm I had Christina next to me just being like is there anything you need and I was like no I'm fine I'm just gonna look over this script because I was obviously going on for the final queen so where I went on in the show was right before her massive monologue and her solo song I did uh video was feeling unwell that that night and um ended up you know not being very well at all when she left the stage so it was such an incredible call made by Vidya in that moment because like Mm. you have to make a call to be like am I well enough to continue the show and to make that call for yourself Mm. is just I I honestly admire her so much because you have you have it's like a minuscule of a second to be like can I can I get through this or do I need to make this call? And, you know, we literally almost did like a, and (laughs) she came (laughs) on and I went on. And I think there was like a minute of, um, like of pause. It was after all you want to do. And Chelsea finished her song and then Chelsea walked off. And there was an announcement that just said the role of Catherine Parr will now be played by Kiara Senna. And the light came back on and, on I went. What? <laughs> On you went. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And God. I literally went straight into the moment where Pa is in the middle of the circle about to start. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I was like, of course, this is how my week Yeah, ends, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's been yeah. such a chaotic week of being on for, you know, all the queens previously. And then I was like, it just wouldn't have been right if I ended the week on a normal exactly. way. I had to end it. Absolutely. Like show going on for the last queen who literally hasn't even sung yet. Wow. <laughs> like this, or the, like the one funny thing that happened in, in the first Sydney run in All I Really Want, which is arguably like the most physically demanding show, the most physically demanding number, the automation didn't move. So like the screen didn't move and the platform didn't move. We do this big dance number. We're all doing insane Corey around each other. Liam doesn't know what that's like because he's watching modern, (laughs) he's watching modern family at this moment. Too uh, busy off stage. Yeah. Me me and Grace are like absolutely giving everything on that stage in this number and the automation didn't move. So we're all like running and doing dance and stuff up on top of the platform, down on the platform. Like when we're just on the stage. It was the giving the eyes to each other, yeah, being like, like, what do we do? Is it going to stop? Is it going to stop? Is it going to be a curtain down? I don't know. Okay, just keep and going. We just kept going. going. So we danced the whole number in the wrong automation, like over the top of the little platform and where the table's going and the screens didn't move. So we're going around the screens and stuff. like, And we're all just in that moment kind of like clicked and we're like, all right, guys, let, like same train of thought. It was just unbelievable. And we had some swings on that night too that, you know, so it was just big chaos. And Honestly, the moment where all could have gone wrong and, uh, you know, despite the circumstances, nothing went, you know, nothing went wrong post that. So it was like, yeah, we're just very in tune. We're very good at looking after each other. Now, one of my most favourite things that I've brought into the podcast this year, and you might have heard it in our recent episodes, is our one-minute 
Theatre Thoughts. So essentially what One Minute Theatre Thoughts is, is a one minute round of quick fire questions that my guests answer. And the next lot that you're going to hear is our quick fire questions coming from Carmel Rodriguez, Ali Morgan, Philip D'Ambrosio, Emma O'Sullivan and Grant Dodwell. What's your favourite musical? Phantom of the Opera. Your first theatre memory? Theatre memory was Wicked uh, Fiero! Your most disliked musical? Into the Woods. Oh, controversial. Who's the funniest cast member in Hairspray? <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Excellent. Your favourite musical theatre song? So much better. Excellent. What's your go-to movie musical? Movie musical? Mm. Hairspray. Nice. Good answer. The most overrated musical? Overrated. Oh, into the woods. Okay. Your karaoke song? Oh, uh, the Veronica's. Oh, which one? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Untouched. Excellent. And that's it. One minute. Well done. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, my gosh. I really love... Burned by Usher. Oh my god. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, who is your favourite artist? Artist? Mm. Phoebe Bridges, yeah. Nice. I'm I just love her. I'm obsessed. What is the best concert you've ever been to? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Oh, Kate Milhaiki. Oh. I'm just saying all the same stuff, but yeah, Kate Milhaiki, she's amazing. What is your go to comfort TV show? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, excellent. <laughs> It's recent. That's recent, actually. I've been binging the seasons since <laughs> last year. Um, what artist inspires you? Um, ooh, uh, okay, let's go with, I'm going to say Phoebe Waller-Bridge because she's an actor-writer, hybrid, showrunner, amazing, extraordinaire mm-hmm. person. Love her so much. And, uh, oh, last one, do you have a favourite musical? Um, sure, yes. Oh, I love Six. That's on right now. Nice. That's one minute. Yay. What is your favourite play? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Italians. Great answer. Great answer. Do you have a dream role? Mrs. Doubtfire. Great, Great role. Um, which family would you rather be in, the Capulets or the Montagues? Oh, shit. Um, Montagues. Montagues. Right. Uh, which film is better, The Godfather or Godfather Part 2? Godfather Part 2, easily. Part two, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good answer. Who is your theatre inspiration? Oh, who specifically? Mm. Emma O'Sullivan. <laughs> um, definitely Phil and definitely... Oh, my God. There's so Everyone many. Everyone in the cast. Yeah. Everyone so, in the there's cast. There's so many. There's so many. Great. Yeah, yeah. What's your most controversial theatre opinion? That's the last question. Oh, my God. I can't say Or do it. you I'm have a controversial... Well, yeah, don't. <laughs> you I mean, I do have a controversial theatre opinion. But... Most controversial theatre... I don't know if it's oh, particularly yes. controversial. No shows over 75 minutes. It's too long. Oh, I like that. I don't like intervals. I don't like sitting down for that long. I've recently seen, because obviously the fringe was on, I've seen a lot of like one hour shows and it's perfect. I can do like 75 minutes is perfect. 80 minutes I can do it. 90 oh, is starting to push it. Out and people have weak bladders these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think like. I'm We've definitely gone over a minute. <laughs> no, we have. We have gone well. <laughs> what is your favourite play? To perform the favourite play was Michael Frayn's Noises Off. To watch was Langford Wilson's landmark play, Burn This, an extraordinary piece of theatre. I love Noises Off. Yeah. Uh, who was or is your theatrical idol? Look, too many to mention. Kate Blanchett, Heather Mitchell, Hugo Weaving, Richard Broxba, to name a few. There are many, many, many more contemporary Australian actors. 
Um, what is your most cherished theatre memory? I was performing a theatre and education play about star-crossed lovers in a women's remand prison in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Excellent. I want to hear more about that. Which do you prefer to work in more, film, TV or stage? No preference. They are mm. all individual mediums and have their own brilliance. Great. Uh, do you have a theatre mantra? Yeah. Listen, listen, Listen. Love it. Oh, five seconds. Um, oh, what is your go-to warm-up routine before a show? Stretching, spine rolls, mouth. Most important, extensive, rigorous vocal warm-up. Excellent. And that's time. Oh, missed the other ones. Let's do the other ones anyway. All right. Um, who is the funniest actor you've worked opposite? Well, all, all actors are playful and funny. Difficult question. So top of mind, Melbourne actor Grant Pirro. Um, what area of most passion about? And I'm really passionate about this question. What's the area of theatre I'm most passionate mm. about? Youth theatre. Yeah. New playwrights, producers, directors, design, lighting, wardrobe, music, our future. Wow. That's the clip. That's the clip right there. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's a wrap for the Theatre Thoughts podcast for our very first year. Thank you for joining us on this journey for the first year. And if you have any feedback, anything else you'd love to see on the podcast or any guests that you'd like us to have on the podcast, you can find us on our official podcast Instagram page at ttpod underscore official or go to our website, theatrethoughtsaus.online. Thanks again. I'm going to switch off my thoughts for a good break and we'll be back next year with more amazing guests talking about more amazing Australian theatre productions. We'll hopefully be going overseas at some point to interview some guests virtually, maybe physically. Who knows? I have a few wishes in my wish bag that I'm hoping comes true for next year. Thank you so much again. And that's a wrap for season one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Help us support our podcast team and our Theatre Thoughts reviewers by joining our Patreon for as little as $3 a month or buy us a coffee by donating $5 and help to fund new independent Theatre Thoughts. Follow the link tree in this episode's description for more information. Thanks again and we'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.